The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to Momentum. Once again, it is uh, Tim and Dez with you all around Australia. And of course, uh, maybe you're tuning in outside of Australia as well. It is every possibility. But it's uh, great to have you tuning into the show. MomentumAustralia.org is our official website if you'd like to check out a bit more about us and uh, have a look at some previous episodes and uh, get a bit of a feel for Momentum. And look, if if this resonates with you on a a deeper level uh, and you'd like to even perhaps financially back us, uh, that would be really, really appreciated. We, we do go all around Australia and the world and essentially just help men do life better days, right? I mean, we're here to support men in their journey. And, and let's be honest, that's not an easy gig yeah. in 2024 when men are got some issues and some things, to, <laughs> some challenges around life. I mean, our coverage is amazing. Um, we broadcast on 43 round about 43 stations right across Australia, plus Vision Radio, which is 800 plus stations across Australia um, and our podcasts are listened to in over 60 countries around the world and you know for two blokes one from somewhere in England and another <laughs> one somewhere in Ireland and to, to be able to, to for God to bless it is just unbelievable um, it is cool. and he's a young yeah. bloke and I'm an old bloke so that sort of has to be taken into account as well but guys <laughs> <laughs> moving right along just don't forget our care line our care line is very important to us and it's it's there to help you if you're if you feel the need to have a safe and confidential conversation, doesn't matter if you're married or not married or you're old or you're young, doesn't matter. Reach out to 1-800-000-MEN. That's 636, 1-800-000-636. Brought to you by our friends at Caroline Connections who are a ministry in their own right. And you can reach out to them seven days a week from 9am to 11pm. That's 1-800-000-MEN. And also don't forget our YouTube channel, which is expanding. It's really cool. We now have probably about 12 shows now on YouTube. So uh, Momentum for Men is a YouTube channel. So have a look at that and subscribe, like, and share to spread the word. It's really good. Indeed. A little bit more engaging, perhaps, being able to watch the show rather than just listen. So look, whatever your preference is, that's fine. I like to listen to podcasts and stuff when I'm in the gym. So it's, uh, you know, more of an audible for me, but just to give you another option. And again, wherever you are, as we just, you know, explained, there's a lot of coverage for Momentum wherever you are. Great to have you tuning in. And uh, great to welcome back in the new year, our good friend and pastor at Woodvale Baptist Church here in Perth, Western Australia, Rob Philong. Welcome back to Momentum, mate. Great to have you here. Thanks, Tim, and Happy New Year to both you and Des. Welcome to likewise. Yeah, likewise. Look, we're, we're going to get into another a great topic with Rob. It's always it's always deep. It's always in depth. It's always meaty. It'll make you think. 
And we always encourage you to go back and have another listen because there is so much in it. But uh, coveting is what we're talking about today. And, and instantly some people might have gone, ooh, <laughs> you know, coveting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Des, maybe you want to kick us off with the definition again and, uh, and let's start there and then we can unpack this. Yeah, coveting, it's, I mean, it's, it's around all of us and all of us do it. But the definition is, it's a yearning to possess something, especially something that belongs to another. And so, you know, you could covet anything that you see or you touch or you, you know, whatever. It's, mm. um, it's that yearning to have something that you don't have that you'd like to have. Yeah. Interesting that uh, the, the Hebrew word for covet can also be translated as lust, which I thought, Rob, was, was really interesting because when I think when you, you look at something and you, you covet it, it, it kind of does have a lust behind it, doesn't it? It's a really interesting word, that Hebrew word, and uh, you're absolutely correct. It can be translated as lust. What's interesting, Tim, is when you dig into it, what, what is actually at the heart of the word is the idea of something that is delightful or pleasant. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Something that you desire. And so it can have both a positive and negative connotation. So there are positive things that we can desire or delight in, yeah. things mm. that are pleasant, mm. and there are negative things. And, and when it's when that desire or that thing that we find pleasant is outside God of God's will, mm. and that's exactly what you've got here in Exodus chapter 20 when it says you will not covet your neighbor's house or, you know, to put it the way you were saying, Tim, you must not lust after your neighbor's house. You must not lust after your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or mm. anything else that belongs to your neighbor. Right. Yeah. I, I just want to unpack what you just said, because, I mean, that was a mini revelation for me. <laughs> and, it, and it sounds silly, but but it's so true, right? Because when, when we've got our own house and our own wife, for example, um, having a desire for your wife is a good thing, right? That's a, that's a yeah. healthy thing. But when it's... It, in the context of somebody else's, then that translates into something that's really uh, dysfunctional and unhealthy. So I, I just like the way that you put that because I think a lot of us, when we think of, of lust, we think of it as a really negative thing. And yet the truth is, when it's, like you said, when it's got God's parameters around it, having the desire for certain things is actually good and healthy. Absolutely. And the New Testament follows the same pattern with the word lust or desire. And so the issue is not the word itself. It's what is being desired. That's mm. the issue of when mm. it becomes sinful or not. And I think your point about delight and desire, and even I, I, let, let's put it into the context of there's nothing wrong. We, we need to say this. There's nothing wrong with seeing your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's house and saying, man, that's a great house. Like mm. it's going to be, or she's a beautiful woman and stuff like that. There's those sorts of emotions will come up. But when you start that, that's your focus. Yeah. Yeah, it's where your heart heart goes. Where your heart goes, yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, coming back to Proverbs, it warns against coveting. It says, above all else, guard the heart, right? For it is the wellspring of life. And I think, I mean, I mean that's that's so important. I mean, the Bible talks a lot about the heart. I mean, the, the, the Bible also says that the heart is deceitful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. who can understand it, you know? And, and so I think it, it is, it's acknowledging that there's things around us that we can desire um, but what's the heart behind that? It's fair to say that it, uh, wanting something is okay, but if you make it an idol, that becomes lust. Yeah. And that becomes absolutely. coveting. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good definition, perhaps. I would agree with that. Mm. Rob, I was just going to go back a step, and, and I mean, this is t perhaps taking us off track, but then 
and let's be honest, we can all do it. And realizing that what we're sold a lot is just marketing. It's just marketing spiel. You know, you, you have this, you live here, you drive this, you wear this suit, you wear this watch, whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's going to make you a better person, a better man, all that sort of jazz. I mean, that's what we're sold, right? Um, and, and some of us, we we fall into that trap, or you know. Um, so if I get that car, then then I'm a I'm I'm a proper man. Yeah. You know, when I'm driving a, 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 a certain badge, then it means I've 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 made it. Mm. But but really, what it is doing, and this is where it's going to take us off track a little, is is it's masking something that we're perhaps lacking as a human, right? To make ourselves feel better rather than coming back to the identity of, and again, I told you it was going to take us off track, but then if I can just stand and know that I'm a child of God, everything else is just a gift, whether I drive a Hyundai or I drive a BMW or an Audi or whatever it may be, doesn't make me a better person because I've already established who I am in Christ. So what I'm trying to say out of all of that is I think when you get that fully and firmly, the other stuff can kind of come and go. It doesn't perhaps grab your heart as deeply as it does if you're trying to prove something or, you know, get over a proof something to your parents or prove something to the world about who I am. Does that make sense? I think it's intrinsically related, Tim. I don't think that uh, you've taken us off track at all. I think that, you know, whether it's that we're wanting what our neighbour has got or whether it's just something that we want, mm. we all recognise mm. that, well, those of us who've stopped to think about it recognise we're trying to fill the vacuum in our heart that will make us feel acceptable. And you've hit the nail right on the head. We are acceptable already to God. He loves us deeply, and he sent his son Jesus to die for us. We could have no greater proof of the God of love, of God's love for us than sending his son. And when we submit to that, when we respond to Jesus, making Lord of our life, we are acceptable in Christ, the, the past is gone, but overriding of that is the infinite love of God, and this is the great cry of God's heart, is he is constantly, constantly yearning for a relationship with us because of his great love for us. And when you do that, the desire for all those other things disappears. You, know, you, you don't focus on having a new car. You don't focus on having a bigger house uh, in a coveting sense. I think for some people, there's some guys, it's a fairly dramatic experience yeah. and all of that fades away. For other people, they might still struggle with stuff, but that's part of their growth. Yeah. But, yeah. but the principle should be, yeah, as we're growing in Christ, mm. these things are starting to fall away. Can I share a quick story? And this is not meant to make myself look good at all, but it's just an observation in my own life. Um, you know, having recently turned 50 um, and – you know, I've, I've ridden motorbikes over the years and and it got to a point sometime last year, I mean, I've got rid of the bike now. And part of that was a challenge because it was almost like, not that it was a test from God, but I, I kind of like, I, I really, I mean, I love the bike, <laughs> right? And it was, it was also then coming, hey, at my age, is this the right thing to do? Is this a good thing to do as a newlywed? There's danger attached to this, you know. Um, is there just wisdom in letting this go? And it took a little bit of time and then eventually I let go of the bike. But it was more also, part of the letting go was also to go, what I used to get from riding the bike actually pales into insignificance now, right? 
And 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 there's that great song about you know turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will go strangely dim. And I'm finding the the older I get and the deeper I get in my relationship with the Lord, things that I used to love, earthly things like riding the bike, for example, or you know having a new car and whatever. I'm like it's nice, but it doesn't satisfy me with the depth that I find when I have in the presence of God. And again, that's not make to make me sound super spiritual. And I'm you know I've made it. It's just an observation in my own life to go, man, like 10 years ago, that would have been everything for me. You know what I mean? Way beyond my relationship with the Lord. And now I go, these things that are nice in the world provide me with a temporary source of happiness. Well, that was fun, but it, it it's just that. It's not the depth of, and I, and I look at that and I go, man, I'm, I'm so grateful for that journey. And we we don't want to see hundreds of bikes now coming onto the market because of what Tim just said. <laughs> well, that's between you and God. <laughs> All of a sudden, but, the, the motorbike sales are go through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying that people shouldn't have their relaxation at all. That's uh, right. But it's about focus, and it's about what your what your attention yeah. is on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think it's it's a it's a biggie because it's, particularly as men, like we can go chasing things because sure. you know. As men, we look for that to prove our worth or success. And it's just been an observation for me, particularly as somebody who over the years has really struggled with that, um, to go, oh, when I get this next thing, when I have that. And and part of it was because I, I worked in ministry for a long time, and I was, I was looking at other people who weren't in ministry, who were Christians, who were earning twice what I was, had all of the fruit, all of the bits, the, the jet ski, the motorbike, the new 4x4, the house with the pool and the whatever – and I was coveting that for a long time. And and to be honest, it really affected my relationship with God because I was getting disgruntled with him about my call and my path. Because I'm like, but I'm serving you, but I don't have the fruit. <laughs> and then I reached the point where I was old enough and on a reasonable enough wage to have some fruit. And then I went, oh, the fruit actually wasn't that tasty in, in, in the end anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think what we're talking about, guys, is – enough yes mm. how do we define what is enough and we're going to come back again to what we spoke about just a few minutes ago when tim introduced it at the end of the day god is enough and what comes to my mind is psalm 23 verse 1 the lord is my shepherd i have all i need mm. There's a couple of scriptures I want to come back into. We're over time for the first part of the show, so let's pause and take a break. We're talking about coveting on this week's Momentum, and our special guest is Pastor Rob Furlong. Point you to the website as we go to a break, as always, MomentumAustralia.org, and we'll come back with part two of coveting in just a moment. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, you tuned into Momentum wherever you are. Thanks for coming back. Really appreciate it. We had a very interesting first part of the show with yes. Rob Furlong talking about coveting. It's always a great conversation with uh, with Rob. And, uh, of course, Des is here with us too, my Irish friend and co-host of Momentum. But look, uh, as we, we launch back into coveting, Rob, um, I, I wanted to just, I suppose, come back in with a couple of scriptures. Um, you know, because we, we talk about God being enough and us having enough, there will be people listening who 
perhaps don't have enough, um, you know, who are on the other end of that spectrum and go like, I'm actually really struggling here. Um, and I want to just go back to Philippines, which you know says, my God shall supply all of my needs. And I often joke with that and say, yeah, it, it's the needs, but not necessarily the wants, right? We don't necessarily get all of the wants, but we have the needs. And, and I look at my life and I go, it's, it's, it's fairly frugal, but certainly my needs are covered for. I, I suppose speaking to that space for people who go, you know, I, I covet because I'm, I, I'm struggling and I'm like, I could only wish that that would be my life, you know, but it, that's just not my experience. It's it's a really good point, Tim. And there will be people listening to us at this at this moment now who are really struggling to make ends meet. And let's face it, because last year the e- economic outlook was pretty mm. doom and gloom, and it's no better for this new year that we're coming or have come into. Mm. And so there will be people listening to us, probably the majority of people who are, who are doing it tough and at finding it hard to make ends meet. So where do we go with that? I, I think it's interesting. You can you can take a, a lesson from the Apostle Paul because when he talks about my God shall supply all your needs, the interesting thing with that is if you, uh, from memory, if you back up a little bit in that passage, Paul talks about, he says, I have learned mm-hmm. whether in abundant circumstances or in lousy circumstances, I've learned to be content in all situations. Mm. And so this comes back to the guarding your heart principle. And so if we find ourselves starting to covet or desiring what other people have, and I've done it, believe me, particularly I can remember with our kids raising them, it seemed like, you know, the fridge would blow up at the most inconvenient time. Mm. It wouldn't be just the fridge next week, it would be the car, and then it would be this. And you're just scraping by. But in the midst of all of that, what has Jesus promised us? In like Paul, The secret for Paul was he said, I learned to be content in the good times and in the hard times because his focus was Christ. And if we go to Matthew's Gospel, the Sermon on the Mount, and that wonderful passage in Chapter 6 where Jesus promises, he said, your priority is seek me first, make the kingdom your number one goal, Mm. and all these things will be added to you. And you're quite right. He will provide what we need, not what we want. And sometimes he will throw in the odd blessing. And and I've I've had Mm. that and experienced that. And so I I can look back, I can truthfully say that as I look back over my life, God has never, there has never been a time and, you know, I've been in ministry for a long time. There has never been a time when we haven't had a meal on the table. And we went through some pretty low moments early in the piece mm. with not a lot of money. Always had food, never starved, had a roof over my head, somewhere to sleep. Tell you what, that's a lot more mm. than the vast majority of the world have. Yes, mm. that's exactly mm. right. And it's about our attitude to that and our appreciation of that is key. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me go back to another scripture, Rob, and I, and I always find this scripture fascinating, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 4, and I saw that all toil, this is Solomon, of course, I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. Isn't that interesting about the root of where our perhaps coveting and envy can come from? Um, I, I suppose, if I may, can I, can I ask the difference or, or your opinion on the difference between coveting and envy? Because I, I think they're, they're closely linked, but there is obviously a difference. There is. So coveting is you want what the other person has, their boat, their car, their house, whereas envy 
is you actually resent the other person because, <laughs> oh, yeah. because they, yeah, have true. You, they have what you want. <laughs> yeah, subtle difference between the two. The fruit probably is the same, but yeah. Yeah, the fruit is the same. <laughs> but yeah, envy, envy is more inclined to resentment. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's a good, that's a good uh, distinction. If I go back to the scripture, right, the all toil and all achievement, in other words, all the drivers for our success, when you boil it back down, spring from one person's envy of another. I mean, now that's not always true in every person, of course, but it's an interesting concept to think that, or to perhaps put past ourselves, what is my driver? You know? It's the classy. It's the classy um, keeping up with the Joneses, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Solomon right. nailed it in that verse. He just didn't use the Joneses right now. <laughs> As an example. <laughs> That's exactly what he's talking about. And yeah. yeah, you're right, Tim. I mean, it doesn't apply in every situation. People strive to, um, to, to work hard, provide a life and so forth for their family. Mm. Where's the line between where that is and when it turns into the greed and the envy and the love of stuff, right? Mm. There's a line there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah. I think that line is crossed. I mean, we've talked about idolatry before, but I think that line is crossed when if if it costs you relationships, if it costs you relationship with your family, your wife, your husband, specifically if it costs your relationship with God. Mm. Let's conclude the show by talking about simplifying and simplicity, I suppose. Um, You know, some people know my journey and a a few years back I, I I mean, I basically moved back from one side of the country to the other. Everything I owned was in the boot of my car, <laughs> right? Aside from two suitcases that bought on the plane with me, everything I owned, the small little bits that I had were in the boot of my car. Um, now, I know that's a little extreme, but I learned to go, I don't need a lot of stuff in life. Uh, now, my position has changed. I don't still have a lot of stuff, but I, I have a you know, a house with the, the necessary bits in it, but I don't have a lot of excess stuff. And I actually really like that to kind of declutter and go rather than me just having stuff for the sake of having stuff. Yeah, everything I have, I need. Um, and if it, if it's not a need anymore, then it gets cold. That's extreme, I realize. But just speaking to that, that space of simplifying our lives, because I think, you know, we can just gather and want for the sake of that coveting, idolizing peace but if we look around at our lives and go, do I actually really need this stuff? How do I simplify, you know, my life? But I suppose really what's going on deeper for me, right, around why I need this stuff in the first place. The word that you used is is a fantastic word, declutter. And yeah. a good way to do this is if you want to know how your life is going, go and take a look at the boot of your car. what's in it (laughs) I guess it's prompted by what you said but I mean you had your life packed up in the boot of your car that's a completely different story (laughs) it actually helps to take a look at the boot of your car and just have a look at what's cluttering up the boot of your car Mm. and to use that as a principle what I'm saying is look at your life what is cluttering up your life I'll give you a very personal example we're all being vulnerable and open here <laughs> I love I love comic books right I, I've collected ah. comic books most of my life and I have got a pretty good comic book collection in several boxes they're currently sitting in my study at home because we uh, had to get some work done in the bedroom where they were there and Karen was basically didn't really want the stuff there and I said look I'll take it down to my study I have now got to go through the process because I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself 
why have I got this stuff? I love comic books, right? Mm. But I don't need them. There's some I will keep because I think they're special. Mm. I had this grand vision in my mind that when I get these together and I'm going to get rid of them, I might find a comic that's worth a million bucks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've got this grand, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but the point is, that's just one thing. I don't need this. So I would be saying to our listeners today, take a look at your life. It might be actually some things you need to get rid of, the motorcycle, the comic book, uh, the iPad out of your bedroom, whatever. It could be something simple like that. It might be something else in your life that's a little more personal, but but what is it that's cluttering your life up? Why not, why not make it a, a, a goal this year to get rid of that in your life? Here we are at a brand new year. Don't make a resolution because resolutions are broken within about two weeks. That's <laughs> But make a commitment in your heart to say, you know what, I really want to get rid of that thing in my life. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to finish on another great word that we use a lot, and that's intentionality, right? We, if we're not intentional with vetting our lives on a regular basis, right? Let's be honest. Uh, you know, stuff creeps in. Yeah. And uh, and we've got to be intentional about looking at our life and going, am I? Is this where I want to be? Honestly, uh, have I perhaps allowed things to slide a little bit? Maybe I've allowed myself to slip into coveting in certain areas of my life. And uh, it's a, it's a great time of year, as you said, Rob, to to have a, a look around and reevaluate and go, maybe maybe I need to tweak a few things, and uh, and be intentional with that this year. That's it for the show. That's it. Coveting. What a yeah. what a fantastic topic. That felt like it was about five minutes. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but yeah. uh, that, was a, that was a great conversation. Yeah, we do. It's amazing. We do cover a fair bit of ground. Yeah. And as always, I encourage you to go back and have a listen at MomentumAustralia.org. Or of course, if you want the podcast, uh, Momentum Australia into wherever you listen to your podcasts. Rob Furlong has been our special guest once again on the show, talking about coveting. Rob, absolute pleasure, mate. Great topic. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. I hope 2024 is a great blessing to you. Yeah, thank you, man. And to the show. And a little plug. Guys, get on. If you need the care line, use it. Uh, we all need mates. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah, grand face. Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.